from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. So excited to have you back again. I am your host, TC Stallings, and I have a lot of show to get to today, so I'm really excited. We're dealing with the topic. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart, man, because uh, we're talking about the effect that entertainment has on our lives. So we're talking movies, music, TV shows, books, podcasts, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And also when it comes to entertainment, I like to include social media into the mix as well. So, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. So a lot of territory to cover today. So let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and dive right in. You know, I do want to take a moment and thank everybody for your support of this show, the TCS Live show. I mean, this 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 podcast has been one of the highlights of my life uh, these past few weeks. Here we are at episode number six. So the last five weeks have been great. And um, I, I've just fell in love with being able to connect with the TCS Live audience each week. You know, some of you have begun to drop reviews and ratings about the show. And although I, I don't do this podcast for, for ratings, I didn't get into it for that. Uh, it's nice to see everyone giving it five stars so far. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, you, if you're going to get rated, whether you care about it or not, you know, you want to be the best that you can be. So for you guys to give it five stars, uh, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. So um, I'm I'm also very giddy right now because next week around this time, it will be movie release Eve for my new film, My Brother's Keeper. Man, I, I love movie release week. It's so exciting. Um, I've done this quite a few times now. And uh, it's just, it, it never gets old. It's just always, always, always exciting. Um, I'm a little bit bummed out because uh, we, we may not get a chance to do uh, the red carpet type of thing that you normally do with premieres because of the uh, COVID uh, situation. But nonetheless, that that despair is replaced by the excitement of all of you being able to see this film. It's called My Brother's Keeper for those that may not know. And real quick, let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer. Of course, this is radio, so you got to look with your ears. But check it out. This is My Brother's Keeper. We knew where we were going. We knew what we were getting ourselves into. We just didn't know what would happen to us when we came back. What do we got? Going down the road, sniper fire. No! I came here tonight because I can't live with myself anymore. What does that mean? Priest used to always say, don't leave this earth without making sure your soul is ready. I don't know when I'm leaving this earth, but I know my soul ain't ready. You've lost your faith in God. Did you ever think maybe your God lost his faith in me? Why am I still alive and you not? You're still alive because God has a plan for you. There's something important you still have to do. nothing left for me, man. I'm all alone now. You prayed to God for help and he answered. He brought her into your life to help you. See, that's where you're wrong, brother. If you love me the way priest says you do, you got to show me. You got to show me right here, right now. for me to heal my soul and I'm determined to find my way back to God. 
baby <laughs> i'm really 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 excited about that so i i can't wait i can't wait like i said the film is called my brother's keeper for those that may not know and uh, i'm so glad that you'll be able to see it next week if you want to know if the movie will be playing at a theater near you just go to the official website for the movie which is www.mbkfilm.com and you can check the theater listings there and uh, also, you'll see that we have another option to see the film by chance. If it's if it's not showing near you, uh, you can apply to bring the film to your city or to your church. Um, you know, because you may not want to also, you know, you, you may not want to go to a theater because you're still um, maybe sensitive uh, or hesitant due to the COVID situation. And uh, I completely understand that. So if you just go to the, to the website, you can see how to bring it to um, your church and watch it there. Or if you do want to go to a theater and it's just not playing near you and you want to bring it to a theater near you, uh, you can find that information there as well, www.mbkfilm.com. So, yeah, the the COVID situation is still very much a part of our world right now, and I understand that. So I hope everyone in some way, shape, or form gets to see the movie. And uh, if all goes well next week also, I will have some of the cast members on my show. And uh, you'll be able to, to to chat with them a little bit. Uh, well, you won't chat with them. You'll hear from them. <laughs> you'll hear from them uh, as we celebrate the film's opening on March 19th. So hopefully they'll be all available. Uh, I'm working on that now. And uh, that'll be great. So uh, I do hope you all enjoy the movie next week. And, uh, you know, I've been saying this every time I talk about it, that this film was the most challenging role that I've ever had in my career. You know, so I, I hope you all enjoy it. And... Um, I just can't wait. As you can tell, I'm just so giddy, giddy, giddy. Um, also, if you heard last week's show, you know that I am now a member of the really cool cast of Vindication. You know, the TV crime drama faith base, and I'm very happy about this new role um, as Detective Trey Millwood. Detective Trey Millwood. I and, and you know I'm, I'm I don't want to give away anything about the character. I just want you to watch uh, season two and you can you know see when 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 Trey comes on and what he's all about. So I don't want to spoil that for you. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm joining an already really really good cast, great director, great crew, and, and I love them all already. You know so um, I've shot about five or six episodes so far, so I'll be pretty pretty prominent in uh, season two. Uh, my character makes his debut. In season two of Vindication, uh, coming later this year, which means you all need to get binging on season one to get ready for season two. And, uh, but you know, this is so much fun for me because me and my wife have always, you know, uh, said that I would be a good fit on a network crime drama. So <laughs> we've been praying about that. And uh, the Lord answered that prayer with Vindication. So I am grateful. I didn't see it coming. And um, as you can see, you know, I, I love what I do. I love what I do. I mean, you, 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 if you can't hear it in my voice, if you've, if you've never followed me um, extensively and just kind of watched how I carry myself when it comes to my career, I love what I do. I love the entertainment industry. You know, I, I love movies, TV shows, commercials, books, music, all of that. And if you know me, you know that in one way or another, I've had a chance to participate 
in all of these forms of entertainment. Sports too, if you want to add that. You can you can even throw sports in there as a form of of entertainment. You know, I I've had a chance to play professionally and, and entertain people that way. And then, you know, now we can add social media to the mix as the newest way to both entertain people and be entertained by people. But as with most things, there are two sides to the situation. Uh, an upside and a downside, the good and the bad. And uh, on today's show, I want to talk about them both. I want to dive into the impact that entertainment and social media is having, has had, or will have on our lives as Christians today. You know, this topic is is so important because, quite frankly, both entertainment and social media can be can be dangerous. When you when you when you think about our entertainment choices and our social media usage habits, um, in some ways, man, this stuff can be detrimental to our walk with Christ. You know, of course, that's the downside. The upside is the fact that these same two things can be highly effective vehicles in our walk with Christ. You know, I, I am where I am because of being inspired by a movie, you know? Now, ultimately, I'm I'm here because of this is where God wanted me, and, and he's sovereign, and he led me here, but the vehicle that he used was, was a movie. For those who know my story, you know, know. You know, it was a movie that I saw in a theater that inspired me to want to do it. So so there's a positive impact. Look where I am now. And, you know, and of course, I'm able to share Jesus with the world through this podcast. You know, now we're talking about social media. I'm talking about the upside of that. I'm, I'm able to, sh- to share Jesus with this podcast or on my Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. So social media is great for world, worldwide witnessing. <laughs> Try to say that three times fast. Worldwide witnessing. <laughs> but it is great for worldwide witnessing about Jesus. So it, it really comes down to this. It's our handling of the two. Entertainment and social media. How we use the two how we consume the two. Because here's the thing. Let, let's just focus on the upside for a minute, the positive part of it. In fact, the, the best positive, which is entertainment and social media, both can be extremely effective tools for leading people to Jesus. I mean, I don't get no, no more positive for, than that, making disciples. That's a fact that, that you can use it. I mean, we, we see it all over the place all the time. I've done it. Well, think about that. What do you think that means from an oppositional standpoint? Like, who don't like that? What I mean is, who, who do you think hates that particular upside of entertainment and social media? Who do you think stands in opposition of that upside? And is not just going to stand by and let Jesus impact the world through entertainment and social media without throwing his own agenda in the mix, his sinful agenda into the mix. Yeah, man, I'm talking about Satan. I'm talking about sin. And I'm telling you right now, entertainment and social media are two of Satan's most used tools right now. I think it's, that's arguably a true fact. One, one, one of the most effective tools for sure. And he's using it to, to run rampant in the world, especially you know, in the lives of, of those who don't have the power of Christ in their, in their life, to even know that it's happening or care that it's even happening. Just running rampant. And if if we as Christians don't get real about this, then it's just going to make discipling others for Jesus more and more difficult because Satan ain't just attacking not unbelievers with you know entertainment and social media. He is crushing Christians with it left and right. So it will make our individual walks with Christ more and more difficult too. Now, there is so much territory to cover with a topic like this. So if this show gets too deep and too long, then we might just continue the conversation uh, in the weeks to come. 
Um, you know, next week we're going to be talking about My Brother's Keeper, you know, the film. It'll be out and some other things. But, I mean, this is such a serious issue that I just I just want to join the fight against the sinful temptation and the sinful influences that come at us through entertainment and social media. Because let's be real for a minute, man. Satan is not hiding his agenda when it comes to how he wants to use social media and uh, entertainment, you know, to, to lead us down the wrong path. He ain't hiding. It's It's very simple. It's right there in our face, plain sight. When it comes to our movies and our TV shows, for example, a lot of what's offered will have content that no Christian should sit down and consume. Yet somehow we end up there. Um, the same goes for social media. When, you, when you're scrolling through, all kinds of sinful content just keeps popping up, you know, just thing after thing after thing after thing. You know, hashtag this, hashtag that. We fall for these challenges, all these different things. With more people spending so much time these days, looking at their phones or some other device than we ever have before. You know, we're talking hours and hours and hours being entertained or involved in social media in some way, shape or form. So it's, it's no, like it's obvious why Satan would go that route to try and, and just dive right in. It's, it's like instant access to our hearts and our minds. So the question is not, is it good or bad for us? We know it can be both. We know entertainment and social media can be both good or bad for us. The real question is, how are you handling it? What's your standard? What's your approach? Is there a consensus right way to approach it? Or is it different depending on the individual? I have my own thoughts about these questions, and I'm going to share them with you. Because I, th I, I think there is an absolute right way to approach this, a singular right way. And I'm going to share that with you. But first, before I do that, I want to hear your thoughts on it. So this week on social media, I asked the same questions, like what we're talking about right now and these same you know points that I raised. I asked these questions on social media. I asked, you know, some questions about our entertainment choices and, and social media. You know, I just basically said, you know, when it comes in your entertainment choices, your, your social media and the impact that it has on our lives as Christians, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Both the good and the bad. What's your approach? All these same questions. And I want to share some of the responses that I got so that we can get an idea of how some of you around the world are approaching this topic. And, and then I'll chime in with my own take. So this is like a nice little worldwide roundtable discussion. So I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. So thanks to everybody that participated online with your comments. And, um, you know, and then later in the show today, I got some I got some things that I want to share with you uh, that, that have helped pr me protect myself on social media and in the entertainment industry as well. But let's go ahead and jump right in with our first comment from some of you out there. So here we go. So on the topic of Christians and entertainment and social media, first comment comes from Sonya Jennings on Twitter. Sonya says, my mom wouldn't let my brothers and I watch the Three Stooges. <laughs> when asked why, she said they were too foolish. Parents just aren't there anymore to curb or redirect what's being watched and listened to. And some of this stuff out there now has impacted our communities so negatively. So uh, that's from Sonya on Twitter. Thanks, Sonya. I appreciate you uh, chiming in on that. And she, her, the main thing she talked about was how parents just aren't involved anymore. And that is so key. And it's very, very true um, in a lot of cases. You know, and from my time on social media and just kind of looking around, there, there are, you know, kids that are, you know, 11, 12 years old 
that are on social media. Um, there are kids that are even younger than that. They got cell phones, you know, with the internet on them. Um, my, I don't allow my kids to have uh, phones with internet. You know, I don't even allow my kids to have the access uh, to my uh, internet at the house. You know, we supervise all of that. And um, maybe we can do another podcast on when it comes, like, you know, kids and, and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people are sensitive about that. Like, don't tell me how to raise my kids. I know my kids and all those different things. And uh, I'm, I'm totally behind you on that. Well, you know, I know my kids as well. And I also, just from working with youth for so many years, I just kind of know the habits of a lot of kids. And I remember when I was working at uh, in ministry with some with some churches and some youth ministries, one of the things that was the hardest to do is uh, is to get these kids to have some integrity with these cell phones. You know, you could you you're coming into the the auditorium or wherever you meet with the kids, you can see everybody's huddled around tables with these phones and some of the things that they're laughing and giggling at. And me myself having a 12 year old and an 18 year old, um, you know, and, and back then, you know, they were younger, maybe like nine and, and uh, you know, 16 or whatever, they, they would be able to tell me what they were seeing and some of the things that they, that the kids were scrolling through on their phones and looking at. And, and, you know, again, it's, it's in my mind, I was always saying to myself, like, what do middle schoolers need with a cell phone? You know, um, like unsupervised, by the way, with the internet, because the temptation is much too great for them. I mean, you already have adults that don't know how to be careful and, and, and curb what they look at and guard what they look at on the internet. So you got somebody that's, you know, 9, 10, 11 that has a cell phone with full access to the internet and their parents are nowhere around because they're, you know, on a, on a, on a bus trip or a field trip or just wherever they are and they can just look at whatever they want. You know, you got the influence of other kids and stuff like that. So, you know, that's for that reason, you know, we don't we don't allow our kids to even have that at all. And until they're mature enough to even think about doing that, it's just not even an option. Um, but again, I can go off on a this will turn into a parenting conversation. But just to the com the, the comment that Sonia made about parents not um, being involved as much, that is a big issue. I know for me growing up, my um, my mother, God rest her soul, was not very, very involved in terms of what I did on my personal time. Now, back then, cell phones, you know, wasn't that big of an issue. You know, we, you know, they were out. But first of all, <laughs> I couldn't afford no cell phones. <laughs> so they, they, that was, my mother didn't have to worry about it too much anyway. I could afford a cell phone. Um, but even still, you know, um, back then, I remember when it came to what I watched on TV or what I watched um, for like movies and DVDs and stuff like that, you know, when I was when I was shoot eleven years old, twelve years old, you know, I had seen I was watching movies like you know Boys in the Hood or you know the the first you know Coming to America, um, even some of just these movies that at that time at that age, there's no way that I should have been watching them unsupervised, you know. But I watch whatever I wanted, you know. And there's and those are just the, the movies that come to my mind right off the bat. But there were there were tons that I used to watch that. I should not have been watching at that age. Um, and then, you know, you're at school and you're cracking those same jokes, you know, so they, that stuff stays in your head and we're all laughing at them. I'm cussing just like the the show is cussing or the movies are cussing. And, and just my mother really had no idea because like I said, I wasn't a bad kid or got in trouble or nothing like that or whatever. But, you know, I still shouldn't have been consuming those types of things. And, you know, had my mother been a little bit more involved um, then, you know, 
I, I would at least have something to worry about. But I was never worried about that. You know, me and my mother had a great relationship, but she had she she had no clue that I would really be going in on that on that type of entertainment. And honestly, even when she did find out, it wasn't that big deal. We we actually would sit there and watch that kind of stuff together. You know, um, obviously, you know, as my mother got older, you know, she well, I, I shouldn't say as she got older, but as she got more mature in her faith, those things kind of changed. But like I said, the point that Sonya made is that the parents today or in, in, in any way, shape or form, whether it comes to the entertainment or social media, should have a prominent top level role in, in, in all of this. You definitely shouldn't just be leaving your kids completely unsupervised with it because I guarantee you they will get grabbed by something negative. Um, they will be influenced by what they see. And I'm encouraging any parent, you, you, you have to really assess your kids and just don't hand everybody a cell phone, hand everybody access to the Internet just because that's what all the other kids are doing. I mean, you really got to think about the fact that, you know, Satan will love to grab your kid's mind. And these phones and Internet is a, is a one way access to it. So it's just something to pray about everybody. I know, you know, your own kids. Um, but again, it's definitely something that you can't just not address. You can't just, you know, here's your phone. Um, you got to have some parameters on that. So that's that's very, very true, man. That was a that was a really, really good statement. Really, really good point. Thanks for that, Sonia. So let's go to our next comment. Uh, Tim Pike on Twitter says, social media can be a good thing and bad. Good in that getting out good information to people and bad because some folks believe everything on the internet. <laughs> that's true. Some folks believe it on the net. Some folks believe that if it's on the net, it must be true. I find that the hardest thing is discerning, is it real or not? So Tim is 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 spot on with this one in terms of, um, you know, yeah, it's good for getting information out. You know, I I obviously, I'm, I'm here on my podcast. I'm telling you about my, uh, my movie coming out. And, you know, I, I'll send out a tweet or an Instagram about a new book that's coming out. Or, you know, I'm coaching actors now. You know, here's this, here's that, here's Uncompromised. If you want to, like you, you can tell everybody about what's going on. But at the same time, you you can put anything out, any article, any anything, and and people go for it. It's one of the, reason the reasons that I started this podcast in the first place. You know, I'm sitting up here and I'm just, um, you know, everybody's coming out with podcasts and, you know, it had been brought to my attention that maybe I should do one. I just said to myself, like, eh, you know, I don't need to do everything that everybody else is doing. But when you start to just listen to somebody's podcast and you look, listen to the the noise that's going out and all the things that people are saying, and you realize that there are others that are listening that might be gullible to it, that might be falling for it. You know, uh, all of the wrong things that people say biblically or, you know, just all of the the bad information, false information. And, um, you know, like like this person said here, you know, Tim's Tim's like, hey, discerning what's real and what's fake is 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 a big problem. And so that's why I say. And I think we all know this, that for sure you can't believe everything you you see or everything you read. It's all about discernment, man. You for sure got to pray through everything you see. Some things are just common sense, like what, really? No. But then there are these other things, especially, especially if it's coming from somebody with that little blue check next to their name, that verified check. Uh, for whatever reason, that has become the, <laughs> the, the, 
the verification of truth. And listen, all that blue check means is that the person is notable, that people know, maybe they're popular. You know, I have one. That doesn't mean that, you know, everything that we say is the truth. You should check what people say for the facts. And I'm okay with anybody checking anything I ever say about scripture, about anything. I'm fine with you fact checking it. But for sure, that blue check does not mean that what the person says is just the gold standard for everything or the, or that is true or whatever. Who knows what people are trying to gain? And so, um, you know, I encourage you, even with everything I say, you know, because I believe in, in everything I say, I know I speak and do this show with integrity and anything I ever say on social media is done with integrity. So take it to prayer. Ask the Lord, is TC speaking the truth? Is he being real? Is he, does he have any, um, you know, weird ulterior motives or something like that. Uh, I'm, I know that my slate will come out clean. Uh, but again, you know, it's it's a lot out there. It is the easiest way right now to just put some information out there, whether it's true or false, and get people to bite. And, um, and it's happening all the time, you know, so you definitely want to pray for discernment. Um, but yeah, man, Tim's spot on. You know, it's it, the bad part about it is, um, you know, people can just say whatever they want. But to Tim's point about the good part, is also a way to to make sure that people get the truth. And so I've used it by doing this podcast. And I would encourage you, your, your social media, hey, among, amongst the noise, go ahead and put that truth out there. You know, use yours to put the truth out, you know, in whatever way, shape or form that may be. You know, just the things that you hate about social media, if you're going to be on there, be the exact opposite of that um, and put it out there. Uh, so, you know, good point, Tim. I really appreciate you, appreciate you chiming in right there. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Our next comment comes from uh, the Evangelical Norm on Twitter. And I don't know if this is a he or she, but they say, it's going to sound like a Jesus juke. (laughs) Uh, That term always makes me laugh, man. But, But I try to let my walk with Christ impact my entertainment and social media. Sometimes I get out of pocket and let something I watch or listen lead me down some interesting paths, ultimately away from fellowship with God. But I tend to get back on track and get back to books, movies, music, and shows that either glorify God or at least don't have the intention of leading me to sin. Now, there, there's a lot there to, to, to kind of unpack and get into, but here's one thing that I will say when it comes to um, basically... What 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 he's saying here, or she, you know, what what the evangelical norm is saying, is that they they feel like they have it under control, and I have no problem with that. You know, I, I understand what's being said here, but here's what I will caution against, and uh, I have to indict myself a little bit. Uh, you know, I've been married twenty years. Uh, come June 9th will be my twenty year anniversary. In the first couple years of my marriage, probably were the most difficult because I was 
coming into the understanding of what it truly meant to be married and be committed and just have all my attention, my love, my service, my allegiance, it's everything to one person, my wife, my, you know, Lavette. But I, back early in the marriage, you know, I was okay with being a little flirtatious um, or whatever. And my whole thing in my mind was, I already knew that, you know, I didn't want to, you know, go any further than flirtatiousness with other people, you know, just to maybe just feel good about yourself, have people comment to you or something like that, you know, it's, and I would always say things like, yeah, you know, I got this pretty much under control. So I didn't have a problem, you know, going places where I knew I might get a few compliments. Now, again, you're talking about a young college guy at this time when I got married. But I remember hearing a, a sermon at church and I just know the Lord had made this just for me, where it was just saying that, you know, probably the best time that you will become bait for Satan is when you th- say things to yourself like, a little bit don't matter or, you know, um, or I got this under control, Um, especially if something has taken you down the wrong path. Instead of kind of running from it and just literally getting away from it and eliminating it, you just kind of keep, you keep, keep it around and just keep telling yourself to do better next time, to do better next time, to do better next time. And you kind of play this back and forth with it. Well, the thing about that is what I learned from that lesson is you could fall in such a way that would be hard to recover. You know, all this flirting and things that, you know, I was doing early on in my marriage could have went in a way that really got me messed up and you lose your marriage. And it wasn't, it just, it wasn't worth it. So the best thing for me to do was to cut all that out and kind of grow up and mature and understand that, yeah, I'm in college, but I can't hang out with everybody else and run around with everybody else. I have a wife now and uh, I got to, I got to focus on that. So I learned that and I just, I left all of that alone rather than, you know, like you say, playing, you know, how they say playing Russian roulette with it, you know, and just thinking, Hey, I got it under control. So I say all that to say, when it comes to this whole social media thing, and um, and entertainment and all that kind of stuff is if you find yourself falling regularly, you know, this ain't a thing where, you know, let's just keep repenting and jumping back on the horse. No, it's like, yeah, you repent, but you might have to now reassess whether or not you need to be on social media. Because I actually went through this, um, you know, I don't know, about maybe 10 years ago or so when I first started really getting on social media and I was just overwhelmed by how much, you know, like basically like it's like pornography would pop up on Twitter. Like you, you'd be looking at, you'd be looking at, you think you're about to look at a, a, a sports highlight and some woman will pop up and you got no clothes on. And he's like, Oh, and then you click out of there and you, that stuff started to happen so much to where I was just like, dude, I can't do this. I don't even want to be on social media. And I eliminated all my accounts, all of them. I'm out. I'm done. You know, and uh, because I, I was subscribing to this thought, like, you know, the scripture where it says, you know, if, you're, if your right arm causes you to, you know, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better, you know, to get into heaven with, with you know, one hand than to, um, you know, go to hell with both of them, you know. Um, and that wasn't to be taken necessarily literally. It's basically saying that if something is causing you to sin, remove it from your life, you know, regardless of, of how much you might want it around, you know. It's better to be a little annoyed and and feel like you're missing out on what's going on with social media than to be in the mix on it, but it's destroying you spiritually. 
It's just not worth it. So the one thing I will say from what uh, the evangelical norm said, which I like what he's, what, what he, I keep saying he, or I don't know, he or she, <laughs> what, what, what they said, what I like about it was what they said was that they don't stay in the sinful issues when they start, if, if, if social media takes them down the wrong path, you know, they get back on the horse and they keep moving. But I will add to that this, if it keeps on happening, you might want to assess whether you're ready for it or not. And, and be, and, and just, um, you know, it might be one of those things where you might want to just pray about whether you need to be there or not. Uh, because like I said, we live in a world right now, it's very unforgiving for these type of mistakes, especially from Christians. Somebody catch you on somewhere you ain't supposed to be, uh, boy, it could, it could lead to some issues. And so that's that's something that I never want to happen with me. You know, so I'm just, I, I try to be extremely careful, you know, with, with what I see and what, you know, people tagging me and stuff and people in my DMs and all that. I'm telling you, it just, it just can get crazy. So if you find yourself constantly having to repent about the same exact thing, I think that's a notification that you might want to see if that certain thing should even be in your world, should even be in your life at this time. So that's just something to think about. So great comment from uh, the evangelical norm. I really appreciate you chiming in on that one. All right. Now we're jumping over to the gram. The, you guys were popping on the gram. Y'all really wanted to jump in on this topic. I really appreciate everybody who chimed in on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, by the way, it's at real TC Stallings on Instagram. Uh, thanks again for everybody who jumped in with this. Uh, so we're going to start with SDN55 on Instagram said, once I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I became acutely aware of guarding what I see and hear. What I personally learned is that once I've seen it and heard it, I can't take it back. I'm stuck with those words, images, and sounds that I then have to pray my way through. Uh, that is so, so key. Oh, man. Oh, there's a little bit more here. Let me see. I believe that the person behind many of the major networks showing unacceptable images and lifestyles is to trick everyone into thinking it's normal. After a while, people tend to not hear the words. Parents tend to not guard their children's eyes and ears. If we're not careful, it will become a normal part of our Christian life. I'm very good with turning the channel and shutting off the sound. Uh, and um, I appreciate that, SDN55. And that is... Um, it even speaks to what we just talked about. Like if it's, if you feel it and it's disturbing and rather than trying to even mess with it, you just cut it out, you know, um, very, very good tactic to use. You know, I use that for when, when I, when I'm watching something, you know, if I'm not prepared for, you know, the, the language comes in and, and by the way, I got a way to deal with the language. I'll talk to you about that in a little bit, but, um, when I'm watching something, if something pops in and I can see it's going the wrong route, we just cut it off in my house. But what I like about what she said, this this, this is what I want to, what I really want to key in on. Uh, when she talked about what you see in here, you can't take it back. Listen, I know I'm not the only one who deals with this, but when I was little, uh, growing up, and not even just little, in college too, because it took me a while before I started to really clean up what I listened to and what I watched on TV. That really, that really didn't happen until my sophomore year of college. So all the way leading up until that point, I would watch whatever I wanted to watch and I would listen to whatever music I want to listen to. Do you know right now here today, I'm 43. Am I 43? What am I? How old am I? I forget sometimes. <laughs> oh, I really don't know how old I am. Okay, that's funny. I'm not joking with y'all. Okay, I'm either 42 or 43, y'all. I don't know. One of them. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, hold on. This is this is gonna be funny. Y'all, I gotta call my wife. Hold on. 
Y'all getting this in real time. This is this is hilarious. This is hilarious. Hello. Hey, babe. I'm recording live right now on my show. I forgot how old I am. No joke. I really did. Uh-huh. How old am I? 43. 43? Yes. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get back to the show. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> so I'm 43. <laughs> I, I promise y'all I forgot. I could have just went with that, but I literally forgot for a second how old I am. That's good though, right? That's good. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm 20, but I'm okay. So what was I talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm from 43. My point, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I'm 43, and stuff that I was listening to, stuff that I was listening to from when I was uh, young and in college, I it literally just pops in my head, whether it's an old rap song or old like lines from movies or just old sinful things that I used to say or do when I was when I was young. I I haven't heard certain songs in like 10, 15, 20 years will just pop in my head for no reason. And I'm just like, what? Get out of there. What is going on? You know, that's what happens. You are so not wrong with this comment you just made, uh, SDN 55. That that couldn't be more true. And so, you know, it's almost like, I mean, you... It's only by God's grace, man, that you can. I have to pray that stuff out. I'm just like, why is this popping in my head? And it's so it's uncontrollable. Or you have a dream about it because you, you it's very hard to really control what you dream. You sit up here dreaming about you know the bad music or something like that, and so it's just like, man, that I'm telling you, that stuff can stick in your head, and you be all messed up. Um, that is a that is definitely a, a, a terrible side effect. Of, of of just paying for what you've consumed over the years. So now it doesn't happen a ton with me these days, you know, because like I said, I feel like my life is for sure dominated by things that I don't mind hearing and seeing. Uh, so, you know, my memory bank is pretty good, but I got to tell you a lot, just out of nowhere, an old cussing rap song will pop in my head. And I'm just like, what in the world? Why is that even there? So I can only imagine if I was actually still consuming those things, how often those things just stay in your head, ring in your head, and it's in your thoughts. And let's not even get into the things you've seen, the things we've seen over the years. You know, it's, it's not like we all at some point haven't walked in on something or, or or saw something. You know, I know back in college, you know, the type of stuff that we used to watch, even talk about it now, you know, I'm seeing that stuff in my head and I'm just like, there it is, you know, and it, it's it's not healthy. It's not spiritually healthy. So it, the, the best thing to do is flood all that, flood all of that out by keeping, you know, cleaner content in your head and, and keeping cleaner music in your head and just hopefully you can drown all that out as much as possible. But it fine. It has a way of 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 bringing itself back, um, and that's, that's so annoying. But again, like I said, most of my thoughts and, and, and visions and things like that, um, the things that pop in my head, is is dominated by what I'm consuming these days. And so I thank God for that. But what a great point, uh, SDN fifty five. Um, you know, and, and this person was also talking about how the networks know what they're doing. Oh, for sure. We know we won't even have to get into the subliminal messages that come. Um, because like I said, man, every every genre has an agenda. Every genre has an agenda. And that's why I don't understand why people always talk about, you know, faith-based uh, you know, movies as if the agenda like they have an agenda. They're this well, 
it's the same thing, you know, for, you know, secular movies and stuff like that. Usually there's a point to be made that they're trying to make. You know, what what do you, people always ask the questions when I have interviews and I've seen other actors get asked these questions and directors get asked the same question, which speaks right to the fact that we have an agenda. That we, They say, what do you hope people take from this movie? What do you hope people take away from the movie? That is the movie's agenda. So if you have an answer for that question, you have you are showing that you have an agenda and there is nothing wrong with that agenda. What's wrong is what the agenda is. You know, and we can dive into that, but that's what it comes down to. What are you trying to get people to feel? What 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 are you trying to motivate them with? What do you what do you hope they end up doing? If I mean, if you're, I'm just gonna, if you're an axe murderer and your agenda is to get other people to, to do that, that, I mean, that's that's a negative thing. That's terrible, man. That's that's awful. You know, you want and and your movie is just you're just slicing people up all through the movie, you know, or whatever. And so anyway, I think y'all know where I'm going with that. It's, it's nothing wrong with having an agenda. One of my favorite movies was Wonder. I love that movie. I talk about it all the time. When people ask me, what what are some of your favorite Hollywood clean films? I love the movie Wonder about the kid with the disfigured face. There was an agenda in that movie. It's, a, it's In the agenda, the, the little boy sums it up really, really good at the end when he makes his little soliloquy at the end. And the whole point is to just treat people you know, fairly equal and, and don't be mean with, just because somebody looks different than you. And it teaches... You know the, the the courage to have and accept. You know what whatever you're dealing with. You know um, in life in terms of if, if you have a, uh, some kind of you know disfigure uh, problem or issue or whatever. It's all all in how you view it and to have confidence in yourself and to just live your life as a normal person. So that's the, that was the agenda. If you you would want someone to come away uh, feeling that way, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so this person's point was that you know these networks have an agenda. Well, you know, so, some shows, they just, the agenda could be to get you to be a certain way, but the other agenda most likely is to just make money. And it's just whatever they feel will entertain a person, whatever they feel that people want to see, they'll do it. And they just don't have any, you know, inhibitions about what they do. It's just, what do the people want? If the people want something simple, I'll give them something simple. You know, so how that affects us is we as Christians, you know, like I said, this whole show is about coming at things from a biblical perspective. Regardless of the agenda of the networks, regardless of, of of what they're trying to do, it's about you and your choice in in consuming it. You know, should you be watching it? You know, because you can't change. You know, people are going to do what they're going to do, but you don't have to help them do it. You know, because every time we watch that, we're just helping their cause. So we can't <laughs> can't become what we are against. You can't stop supporting it. And a lot of Christians actually do support it. They'll keep watching it, and you know, and then and then it make excuses for it. When in fact, like I said, well, I'm gonna save that point. That's gonna be my point towards the end when I talk about what my personal take is in terms of what we you know consume as Christians. But great, great point right there. I really appreciate that. S S D N fifty five on Instagram. Thank you. You know, I knew this was gonna be a good discussion, man. We. <laughs> This is already getting long. This is cool, though. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I'm going to keep it moving, man. This is great. Uh, Ila Ori, Ila Ori on uh, Twitter. Uh, no, I'm sorry, on Instagram says, uh, so I strive to listen and watch entertainment that uplifts and feed my spirit being a believer. Uh, I do, though, get drawn in from time to time with relationship reality TV more than I would like. Even with that, I try to steer steer it towards the lessons of learning to choose wisely in relationships to love like Christ. And so, um, and then she, and then uh, she says, thank you for giving us clean content that's safe to watch for the eyes and for the spirit. I appreciate that. Um, Ori, hopefully I'm saying your name right. Um, 
and again, as as we uh, near our time um, getting to the end here, I'm just going to start flying through some of these, and then I'll give my point. Um, but to that point, uh, she you know she says she strives to listen to stuff and and watch stuff that up uplifts and feeds her spirit as a believer. Um, I think that's what we all should do. Uh, for sure. And, and that does not mean that everything that we watch has to be faith based. Everything has to be uh, spiritual content. Um, you know, I always say clean entertainment isn't just always content that talks about Jesus, talks about God, talks about the Holy Spirit. But clean entertainment is content that doesn't dishonor them in any way. You know, meaning, you know, it, it's just it, it. It would be something that is just not something that you have to be ashamed of when you look at it. You know, um, and again, I'm 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 gonna save that for my little antidote at the end. Uh, let me move to the next comment. Thank you for that comment, Ilori. I really appreciate that. Uh, the next comment on uh, Instagram says, "I only watch Christian movies, and I do have Instagram. I watch only the good stuff and scroll past the bad stuff. My daughter posts something positive every day, and I like to see her and most of the pastors. Um, I'm older, so I know how to control my watching." It definitely can impact your life if you're not right with God. And uh, again, I mean, I think that's the approach that I think a lot of people uh, take. Um, and if you feel like you got a grip on it, uh, that's fine. Uh, the, the thing is, I'm going to save this again as I wrap this up. But I got a question um, that I want everybody to think about. If they think they got a grip on this, I'm going to ask a question at the end. And that will truly let you know if you got a grip on it, depending on how you answer that question. Uh, short 2130 on Instagram says, uh, while it is a good platform to reach a number of people talking about social media at the same time uh, and make connections, if you don't pay attention to keep your surroundings and foundations deeply rooted in Jesus, you can be easily swayed. And uh, that's what we've been talking about the whole time. And it is so true. I actually believe that is the agenda of Satan for sure is to use this to influence you. Um, you go, I mean, how many times have you ever went on social media for one thing? I, you, you you go on social media just to catch up and see what, what's happening in the news world. And um, you click something and it's completely different from what the title said. You know, that's that they be baiting you to come in there. You know, all these all this baiting and, and, and you know, and these thirst traps and things like that. I mean, it, it, it's and it's no secret. Everybody knows it's there. You know, so how do we get sucked into it? When it comes to social media, man, this, this is the way I started to look at it. And this might be good for somebody. I look at social media, man, as this big, huge room. Um, it's, this, it's this big, huge room with a big, long table and, and, and everybody's eating. You know, everybody's eating at the table. And, you know, I, if I'm going to have a seat at that table, you know, I, I have a choice of whether I'm going to eat what everybody else is eating. You know, um, or I can get up from the table and I can go be a chef and I can bring in a new dish if I want to change what everybody's eating. But the point is, you know, I can hate the food and just walk away from it. And I would do that if I felt like I couldn't impact the situation. I'm not just going to sit there and eat and get sick and throw up and just be all messed up like I have to be there. And I think that's what happens with social media a lot of times. People feel like they just have to be there because everybody else is there, but they don't even like it. You know, then then don't, you know, because it's just something bad's going to happen. You're going to get sick or it's going to be a problem. But other people, you know, they sit at the table because everybody else is sitting there and they see everybody at the table as something that they can potentially impact. And so um, you want to be where everybody else is eating and they're having this conversation. Hey, I want to sit down and I want to be a part of it. And I'm going to 
Um, but I also, but I want to be more of a chef in this situation if I don't like what's being served. You know, so I got to get in the kitchen and start cooking. And I, those were, is what I consider the content creators. They cook. They, they bring out meals. They bring out food to these people. You know, and this is an opportunity to do that. And so I, I look at myself. At first, I used to just be a, a person sitting at the table eating. Now I, I, I look at myself as a chef um, because I didn't like what was being served. So hopefully that wasn't too weird of a, of a, a, a illustration. I think you guys know where I'm coming from. Um, figure out what you're going to be. And see if you're called to be a, to, to to even be at that table. But the thing is, if if you're not even at the table, if you're not even you know um, uh, being impactful, then you're just sitting there having everything di- dictated to you. You know, I'm not gonna sit at a table complaining about the food or or consuming the food, and I know it's bad. No, I'm either gonna leave or I'm gonna become a chef and I'm gonna change what's being served. And uh, so people have an option to consume something better if the food is bad. And we do need people like that, but you got to make sure that you're called to do it because people, a lot of people say, I'm going to get on social media and I'm going to get into the entertainment industry and I'm going to impact it for the Lord. They say that, but then they get in there and Satan just chews you right up because you never was called to it. Um, and, and you fall for all the, 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 you know, the sinful parts of the business and, uh, and you get chewed up or you fall for the sinful parts of social media and you just get chewed right up because you wasn't called to it. So, you know, it's a great ambitious goal to, you know, like I said, sticking with our little illustration here to, 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 to get in the kitchen and be a cook and change the food that's on the menu. But again, in that kitchen, there's some other cooks. <laughs> and some of them don't like the fact that you're in there trying to change what they're taking out to this table because the people are loving it. And then here you come. You might change their taste palette. So you're going to face opposition uh, right there in the, in the cooking kitchen with the rest of the cooks. You got to be called to it. You know, they might try to slip some of their food into into your lunch when you take a lunch break. Now you hooked, <laughs> you know. So once again, man, you got to make sure you called. And um, so, listen, I knew that this topic would would garner a lot of uh, responses and even more coming in. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are going to pick this up on a future episode of the TCS Live Show. We'll continue our discussion about Christians and entertainment. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about My Brother's Keeper, and uh, we might be able to get into it a little bit that week, and we can continue talking about this really, really important topic about entertainment and social media. Uh, Thank you to all of you who dropped your comments. They were really impactful and a great contribution to the show. I look forward to to, uh, reading the rest of these in future shows. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you uh, what I have to say about this. I have a lot that I want to get to. I won't get to it all in this show. Got a lot to say about this topic, but here's my take. And it's very, very simple. I think there's a consensus way to deal with uh, social media and, and entertainment. And I, I'll reiterate this when we bring up the topic on the next few shows, because I, I don't want people to lose this point. At the end of the day, here's what it comes down to when it comes to entertainment and social media. If Jesus was with you, would you keep watching it when it comes to entertainment? If Jesus was with you, would you tweet it? Would you post it? How, what would he say about what you're consuming when it comes to entertainment? What would he say if you're an, if you're a performer like me? What would he say about the roles that you're taking? You know, what would he say when you're scrolling? When you when that thumb is going, and and, and we all go through this, and that's why I want to lay it out there and just let's just keep it real. The thing that keeps me from clicking something that I don't need to click to is the fact that Jesus' eyeballs is on it too. 
It just makes me uncomfortable. You know, and that's what you want. You don't want to get comfortable when the Satan would love for you to get comfortable with this whole sinful thing. Don't let it happen. But you got to place Jesus in the room with you. Every single time, just that's the way. That's the way. You got to you got to work on that. And and asking yourself that question, I mean it's really hard for you. No no, it's hard for you to say yes when you know what you're looking at is something against what he would want you to be doing. So that's what I would say in terms of making that your standard. And I want to leave you with a couple of tips, you know, that have helped me. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any of that, I go to the settings where it allows you to make filters. And this will be the one time you're going to see all the terrible words that you don't like, but all the words that you don't like, put them in there in your filter as to tell social media to block these words from, from appearing in your feed. And this helps from you getting those kinds of posts. So that's that's one thing. Set your filters, set your blocker, set all of that. And then also, when you're on social media, when you see these trends and these hashtag challenges and all of that, and you can tell it's going to be bad, click the, those little three dots in the right corner on, click those and click not interested. Keep clicking not interested. In your, in your Instagram search area, if you see blocks that look like a picture or something that you know you probably don't want to see. If you click it, they're going to keep sending you pictures like that, especially if you spend a lot of time there. So instead, click not interested, not interested, not interested. And because these platforms want you to stick around, they don't want to push you off. So if you keep clicking not interested, you know, you won't get those types of, of, of content on a regular basis. And it's just a way to keep your stuff clean. And then uh, just add to that that Jesus is watching and then put this in your head, you know, with all the, the the privacy violations that's out there right now, I mean, nobody's perfect, but man, I would hate for any of us to get caught, you know, looking at the wrong stuff. You, your thumb go the wrong way and you like the wrong thing and people will highlight that and be like, oh, you're a hypocrite. So for the, for the fact that you don't want to ruin your testimony, you don't want to have this stuff stuck in your brain and lead you to sin, you know, you don't want to see this stuff um, on a regular basis and and have it in your brain when you don't want it there. Because like I said, we talked about how this stuff leaves an imprint. Um, you don't want social media to keep trying to bait you in with these thirst traps and all of that. Then just keep clicking not interested. Um, and and th- these these are the, the it, dude, it's worth a few moments of your time to just make sure that you don't give Satan a gateway right to your head and heart with this stuff. And if you're if, and pray about whether you even should be there, because I don't believe everybody needs to be on social media. You know, um, if you're called to it and that's what the Lord wants to use you in that area, then great. But if not, don't let Satan use entertainment and social media to knock you off your course, to knock you off your purpose, and to make your walk with Christ hard and to make it hard for you to tell people about Jesus, because that's certainly what he would love to do. So, man, I'm glad we started this topic. I think we're going to be rolling with this for a little while, um, but I mainly hope that it, it helps um, equip us to deal with it, because let's just let's just face it, it ain't going nowhere, you know, especially with the pandemic and all the different things coming around. You know, it's just online and, and Zooming and, and being on social media is just becoming a more and more prominent way. So, Rather than leave the restaurant because I hate the food, I'm going to be a chef and change what's on the menu.
All right. Great topic. We're going to have to continue it. So thank you all for joining me on this episode of the TCS Live show. See you again next week. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app. 